The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. You've likely seen the picture. There's great emotion in the air. The organist is playing a sentimental hymn. People are looking upward, waving their arms, and tears are streaming down their cheeks as they utter, Praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. Then a crippled man is wheeled out in a wheelchair. The popular evangelist asks him, How long has he been crippled? And does he believe that Jesus will heal him? Then he hits the poor man on the forehead while loudly commanding, Be healed! The man falls backward in some kind of a trance into the arms of an attendant. When he awakes, he gets up and walks off the stage, praising the Lord without the aid of crutches or wheelchair. Such scenes occur all the time in churches around the world. But the question remains, are these genuine healings from God? There have been many reports over the years indicating that in most cases they were not. Itinerant preachers once traveled across North America setting up tents for healing meetings. Too often, there was no real healing. Actors helped dupe gullible folks who were more than willing to give generous offerings. Those who truly needed healing were often kept away from the stage with the excuse that there just wasn't enough time to get to them. And even when some of these people did get on stage, they were manipulated in such a way as to deceive the audience into believing a miracle took place when nothing of the sort occurred. Whether any of these people are truly healed, God knows. But we can know one thing for sure. Nothing like this is found in Scripture. Oh yes, we do read of divine healing, but not in the manner just described, not in the Bible. On today's program, I'm asking some simple questions. Does God heal today? And most importantly, can you be divinely healed? I'll also give you four vital keys you need to know if you want God's healing in your life. I'll also offer you one of the most balanced pieces of literature ever written on this subject, so don't go away. I'll be right back with the answers to these questions. Welcome to Tomorrow's World, where I'm asking the important question, does God heal today? This is no trivial question, as your life may depend on the answer to it. I'm also offering a free publication that can be yours, free for the asking, that will give more information on this subject than I have time to cover in today's program. I remember hearing at a relatively early age about a famous so-called faith healer, and I was given great comfort to know that if I became seriously ill, I could go to him. Well, that's what I naively thought. Some years later, I happened to be traveling in the area near this man's base of operations and was sadly disappointed in what I learned. Townspeople told stories of poor, ignorant folks traveling to see this supposed great healer. They reported that many left with nothing more than an empty pocketbook. 
locals too often had to provide bus fare to send them back home. In addition to numerous appeals for money, books and recordings of supposed healings and demons being cast out were everywhere for sale. And it was obvious to us as we walked around that those coming to be healed were poor and uneducated. Another famous healer later built a large research hospital where he claimed they would discover the cure for cancer. Of course, they would be using the latest scientific methods, surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. Now, I don't know about you, but if a man could lay hands on me and heal me of some dread disease, I think I would choose that over painful cutting, radiation, and poisoning. What happened to this famous evangelist? Did he lose his ability to heal, or did he never have it in the first place? None of us can know exactly what's in a person's mind, and so we can leave these honest questions for God to judge. My purpose today is to look into the Bible and see what this book tells us about this very serious subject, because your life may literally depend on it. Surprising to some, the Bible has a lot to tell us about sickness and healing. For example, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm 103. I won't read it all, but note these encouraging words. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Now, either that statement is true or it's not. Does God heal all diseases, and will He heal you? That was apparently the case when Jesus walked this earth. The four so-called Gospels of the New Testament, that is, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, are full of examples of healing. One of Jesus' first recorded healings was that of Peter's mother-in-law. And as a side point, how many professing Christians know that Peter was married? Let's read of this healing in Matthew, the 8th chapter, verses 14 and 15. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Leprosy was apparently a relatively common, dreaded curse in the first century Middle East. And there are a number of occasions when Jesus healed individuals of this condition. One example is found in Luke, the fifth chapter, verse 12. Here we read of a man that was full of leprosy. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him. On another occasion, Jesus healed ten lepers but only one turned back to give thanks. The New Testament is full of healings from sickness. It's impossible to read it without coming across them. We see that Jesus healed a crippled man, a man with a withered hand, and a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. One famous account is that of a man who was blind from birth. It was an astonishing miracle, but the Pharisees couldn't come to grips with it. They rigorously questioned the man. How did it happen? Who was responsible for it? What was his opinion of the one who did it? We read in John chapter 9, beginning in verse 18, 
But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind, but by what means he now sees, we do not know, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. There's a touch of humor in the story as the Pharisees couldn't accept what they could see with their own eyes. Continuing in verse 24, So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man, meaning Jesus, is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Perhaps you're not blind, and leprosy is not likely your greatest fear. But cancer, diabetes, kidney or heart disease may be. You may believe that when Jesus walked the earth, that He could heal these. But what about today? Will He heal you of these and a host of other frightening conditions at this time? I'll give you the answer in a moment, but first I want to offer you our booklet, Does God Heal Today? The late Dr. Roderick C. Meredith provides an honest, balanced, and encouraging approach to this subject. So pick up the phone and request, Does God Heal Today? Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Many people accept that the one known as Jesus Christ performed miracles of healing but they still doubt that God works through men today to do the same. Yet Jesus Himself made this remarkable comment on the night in which He was betrayed. Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in Me, the works that I do, He will do also, and greater works than these He will do, because I go to My Father. And whatever you ask in My name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The biblical record is clear on the subject that Jesus was not the only one to perform healing miracles. As we read in Matthew, the 10th chapter, and verse 1, And when He had called His twelve disciples to Him, He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. 
Then in verses 7 and 8, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. But, my friends, this same command was given to seventy others, in addition to the ones who became known as apostles. And we don't even know the names of these seventy. Notice it in Luke, the tenth chapter. After these things the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before His face into every city and place where He Himself was about to go. And Jesus told them, Heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. It's evident from these two passages that healing the sick accompanied the preaching of the gospel. But that was then. What about today? Does God heal today? First, it's important to note that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as it tells us in Hebrews, the 13th chapter, verse 8. Write that down. Look it up and read it for yourself. That's Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Secondly, Jesus commissioned His disciples down through the ages to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to the world, and the sign of healing would accompany the preaching of the gospel. You can read that at the end of Mark, the 16th chapter. God never intended healing to become a circus show. Instead, we find God's servants avoiding crowds. It is true that Jesus did heal someone on the spot when there was a crowd following Him, but there is no indication that He set up a tent or built a large meeting space to put on a show of healing. On one occasion, people came to a house where He was staying, and it would be obvious that people were allowed in in an orderly fashion. We see that His mother and brothers were not able to get in because of the crowd that was outside. On another occasion, He only took a select few of His disciples with Him when He came to heal the daughter of Jairus, noted in Mark, the fifth chapter, and verse 37. And He permitted no one to follow Him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And then in verse 40, we read how He put the people out before healing the young girl. But when He put them all outside, He took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with Him, that is the three disciples, and entered where the child was lying. When a man who was deaf and had an impediment of speech was brought to him, we read how Jesus took him aside from the multitude that was following him. Only then did He heal him. But let's bring this back to you personally. Maybe you have some ailment right now for which you would like some relief. You've gone to the doctor, and that is fine, but have you left God out of the picture? Do you realize that the Bible gives specific instructions as to what to do in seeking healing? And have you followed those instructions? I'll answer these questions in short order, but I want to remind you of today's valuable offer titled, Does God Heal Today? This vitally important resource takes a look at the big picture and answers the question from the Bible itself. Dr. Meredith, the author of this straightforward resource, spent his entire adult life for more than 67 years striving to live by original Christianity, the Christianity of Jesus Christ and the Apostles. Does God Heal Today is yours free for the asking. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So order your copy today.
Today's offer is yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation. Visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. My friends, God does heal today. But you need to know what God expects of you if you want His intervention in your life. And the first requirement is that you need to ask a true minister of Jesus Christ to pray for you. Many professing Christians rarely, if ever, read the Bible and have no idea that James 5.14 is in the Bible. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now, if you are sick, if you have some nagging infirmity from which you've been unable to find lasting relief, have you followed this command? I'm not talking about going to a fake healing service similar to a circus show. I'm talking about going to a true servant of God who will kneel down with you and humbly pray for God's intervention. Healing the sick was a part of Jesus' ministry. He commanded His disciples, who were later called apostles, to heal the sick when preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. He sent out 35 two-man teams to prepare the way for Him and instructed them to heal the sick. And He tells us that one of the signs of His true ministers is that they would heal the sick. Sometimes it is not possible to find a minister nearby who has living faith and who is able to come and anoint you. But this need not be a problem. We read in Acts, the 19th chapter, and verses 11 and 12, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Here at the Living Church of God, the sponsor of this program, we have many requests from viewers just like you who ask for anointing, and we send out small pieces of cloth that are prayed over and anointed with oil. So if you need God's intervention for you in the matter of some physical ailment, our first key is that you must ask a true minister of Jesus Christ to pray for you. Our second key is to exercise genuine faith for healing. Let's go back to James' instructions regarding those who are sick. After instructing us to call for the elders of the church to anoint with oil and pray over us, he then tells us in the next verse, James 5 and verse 15, And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. The one anointing you needs to have faith. He must believe in God's promises and boldly claim them. But you, as the one being anointed, also need to have faith. Paul makes the case in Hebrews 11th chapter and verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. While speaking of requesting wisdom, James also brings out the principle that we should not think that our requests of God will be fulfilled if we don't ask in faith. We read that in the letter of James, chapter 1, and verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. 
We see faith in action when two blind men cried out for Jesus to heal their eyes. As mentioned earlier in this program, this was not done as part of a healing service where people were waving their arms, the organ is stirring up emotions, and tears are streaming down their cheeks. This was no circus show. Notice that Jesus took them aside in a house and asked them a pertinent question. Matthew, the ninth chapter, verses 28 to 30. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. It's also important to note that God heals us according to His will, not ours. Note this example of the Apostle Paul as recorded in 2 Corinthians the 12th chapter, verses 8 through 10. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, for when I am weak, then I am strong. There are times when God says yes, no, and yes, but wait. But oftentimes the problem is simply a lack of faith. Faith is all important. So our first two keys for healing are, ask a true minister of Jesus Christ to pray for you. And number two, exercise genuine faith for healing. I'll be back to give you two more vital keys for healing. But I want to remind you once again of today's offer. Does God Heal Today answers the question in the affirmative. You need this resource, so call us today or go online to order your free copy of Does God Heal Today? And I'll be right back with our final two keys in a moment. Today's offer is yours absolutely free. No cost, no obligation. Call now, 1-800-236-0531. Or write to us at the address on your screen. Or visit us online at tomorrowsworld.org. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. And be sure to go to tomorrowsworld.org forward slash digital. Have a digital subscription sent right to your email inbox faster than postal mail. Visit us online now. Before the break, we looked at two keys for God to heal us. They were number one, Ask a true minister of Jesus Christ to pray for you. And secondly, exercise genuine faith for healing. I'm only scratching the surface in this short program, and many other points could be made. But we have just enough time left for two more points. Our next key is obey God. The Apostle John is often thought of as the Apostle of Love, and that he was. He talks of love in his gospel account of the life of Jesus and also in his three letters found near the end of the New Testament. It's generally agreed that he wrote late in the first century 
after most, if not all, of the remainder of the New Testament was written. Contrary to what many ministers and churches teach, John taught that the law is still in effect. How could anyone state it more clearly than John does in 1 John 2, beginning in verse 3? Now by this we know that we know Him, if we keep His commandments. He who says, I know Him, and does not keep His commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps His word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. He who says he abides in Him ought himself also to walk just as He walked. But haven't you been told that keeping God's commandments is burdensome? I certainly heard that when I was growing up. But what does the Apostle whom Jesus loved tell us? Don't take my word for it. Read it out of your own Bible and 1 John 5 and verses 2 and 3. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome." My friends, what does all this have to do with healing? The answer is everything. Note what John tells us in 1 John 3, verse 22, "...and whatever we ask we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight." That's key number three, obey God. Our final key, number four, is repent of having broken God's laws. Many sicknesses and injuries occur because we have broken God's laws. Substance abuse, gluttony, and reckless living in general often result in sickness and injury. Burning the candle at both ends, as the saying goes, takes a toll on our bodies. Too little exercise and too many sweets and artificial foods engender disease. Smoking, recreational drugs, excess alcohol, and sex outside of marriage bring physical consequences. As the Apostle Paul warned in 1 Corinthians 6 chapter and verse 18, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Going back to James' instructions to have faithful ministers pray for us and anoint us with oil, he also instructs us, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This is not referring to a confessional booth. It's telling us to be open regarding what might have caused our sickness. For it is only as we confess our sins and repent of them, turning away from doing the very thing that made us sick in the first place, that God knows we're serious about it. And why is repentance so important in healing? Our booklet, Does God Heal Today?, gives the shocking answer right from the pages of your Bible. So if you want to know the answer to this important question, order your free copy today. And be sure to come back next week when Richard Ames, Wallace Smith, and I, along with guest presenter Rod McNair, will continue to share with you the inspiring teachings of Jesus Christ, the encouraging good news of the coming Kingdom of God, and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. 
Join us next week, same time, same station. To take advantage of today's free offer or view today's program now or anytime, go to tomorrowsworld.org. Find us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, and follow us on Twitter. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.